Blog Talk Radio. It's done. It's done. It's it's done. One week. 
Uh, I, and guys, am I wrong? Did you guys watch the same garbage I watched? All the coverage of and all of the, all of the, you know, oh, wow, does that mean? I mean, the only thing I will say that may not be an overreaction is A.B. to the Patriots and oh, my God. Okay, that. All right. <laughs> yeah, all right yeah, okay. <laughs> yep, that yeah. one. All right. Uh, got it. Right. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, okay. that's the one I can kind of say, okay, got it. Yep. Outside of hey. that. I just think it's a, it's a it's a fun. But you know what? Real quick though, I just want to I want to notice something I noticed on Sunday. I don't know about you guys. I don't know about you, JB. Okay, stop it. Did y'all notice your phone was buzzing and being there was a lot of texting going on on Sunday? Hey and, man, and see, what, what, y'all can't you know, ignore me like that. Hold on. No, I'm good. I'm good. It's Sunday. Hey man, I love hearing from my brothers. My brother and my brothers on Saturday. Don't get me wrong. I love it. But I want to just turn the clock back a year. You know, hey, someone got, just got married. And, hey, hey, James, did you see the game on Sunday? Oh, man, I got to I gotta go to the Million Man March. Oh, okay, my bad. Hey, Train, did you see the game on Sunday? Oh, I'm running a half marathon with my wife. Oh, okay, my bad. Hey, Train, did you see the game on Sunday? Oh, no, nah, man, me and my wife went and did yoga. Oh, okay, I remember last year. Oh, my God. Right, I remember last year. Train didn't watch no football, right? I mean, he barely could watch the Bears play. Except when they play the Patriots because his wife is a Patriots fan. So we're going to watch that game, right? But I, I didn't hear nothing. Now it's a year later, right? Now it's a year later. All of a sudden, I'm getting text messages on week one. I'm like, that's train texting. Oh, okay. oh that's train again. Oh. Hey, that's still train texting. All afternoon. Hey, I just train was active, man. It's only been a year. It's only been a year. That's all I want to know. It's only been a year, man. It's y'all man, it was a rare Sunday. It was a rare Sunday where I right? actually had the opportunity to just, like, focus on everybody else except my team. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> oh, man, I'm just messing with you, bro. But it was funny. I was over here cracking up. I said, dude's been married a little over a year. So now, man, he's all, okay, all right, baby, this first season I'm going to give you. I'm gonna give you this first season, but <laughs> next year I'm back here on this couch in front of this big TV. Okay? <laughs> oh man, that's too funny, too funny, too funny. Right. Right. I, I um, figured, like y'all responding every six, so I was like, all right, I'm gonna keep sitting until I get it. Then I get it. So it's like, okay, it's gonna take six more before I get a response out of these guys. <laughs> but I respectfully uh, sent no messages while your team's on. No, we, we have an understanding on the show that we yeah. don't rib each other. We don't bother each other. We don't, you know, K-Star used to do that crap. He stopped. He finally went <laughs> Yeah. Of course it was me. He be doing that shit. Oh, this game's over. K-Star's the second quarter. Stop it. <laughs> you know? So he don't do that shit no more. Um, oh, so, man. you know, I, I think the show for, I think this is going to be fun because, you know, normally, you know, I'm always concerned because, you know, of course, Train wants to talk about the Bears, Case wants to talk about the Steelers, me and JB want to talk about the Cowboys. And sometimes, you know, a Cowboys usually always something's going on with Dallas. So, you know, it's pretty easy to talk about them. Um, but sometimes there's nothing really to talk about with the Bears and the Steelers, but I know you guys want to talk about them. So it's like, all right, let me give them a couple minutes. 
Uh, except for this week, there is some shit to talk about with the Bears and the Steelers. I mean, oh, God. there is definitely. Now, I'm not <laughs> again, we are not going to overreact because it's one week. But let's start with the Bears because that was the first game. That was the opening game. I had talked with my brother a few times last week, and uh, one of the conversations I said to him was, I couldn't. I didn't have the heart to do it, but I wanted to text train and say, <laughs> I guess that popcorn was burnt. That's what I wanted to say. Um, <laughs> but Damn. I just didn't have the heart to do it. But of course, that would have been cold. You can always rely on K Star. You can always rely on K Star to throw a jab because when he sits in his pick and he sits in the Bears after the game had been played just to fill out the sheet, and who does he put? What does he write? S. M H next to the bed. <laughs> 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 you always count on K Star, oh, but then, but then it kind of bit him in the butt because then next oh, we're gonna man. talk about them Steelers. Um, but Trey, um, so I guess I, you know I started off my little soliloquy on we're not gonna overreact in general because you know it's one week. But I'm but I am gonna ask you a very serious question: Are yeah. you concerned with you know, I mean, that your offense didn't show up, like, at all. Mm-hmm. And are mm-hmm. you concerned, or is it just, hey, it's week one, just let us get rolling. I mean, holla, holla at us about what happened against the Packers. So, so I've had a lot of time to think about this. <laughs> you know, normally you get, yeah. you know, the rest of the day, Sunday and Monday, you know, Tuesday morning. Uh, I feel like I've had a month to think about this. You know, I've I've rewatched the game as if I was going to submit a report to Matt Nagy myself. Like, hey, bro, I, I, I rewind this thing about three, four times, and I really I'm, I'm not understanding this part right here. You know, I, that that was me. You know, as if I was scouting the team. I put it to you this way: in short answer, yes, I have a concern. And it's not it's not in regards to overreacting or anything. My concern is still kind of a uh, remnants left over from last season. Um, last season, they often said Matt Nagy gets bored of the run. He refused to stick with the run. He he doesn't, you know, he, he's not sticking with the run. He, you know, he, he goes immediately to pass. So, and even though I would see it last season, there were some cases where we had we had we still had success offensively, and later on in the season. Uh, even, you know, when we had Jordan Howard as our running back, Jordan Howard had actually piled up yards towards the end of the season. Like the last four or five, four or five games we played, he turned it on. We stuck to the run mm. more. So mm-hmm. I absolutely thought that coming into this game that I would see so much of David Montgomery, Mike Davis, and Tariq Cohen, you know, that that Mitch arm would still be fresh at the end of the game. Like, hey, coach, I you know I only passed about fifteen, twenty times. You you think we can just uh, go throw around a little bit before I go home, <laughs> so it look like I did some work? <laughs> I ain't and, <laughs> right. I broke us. So, and I'm 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 concerned because you went and revamped the entire running back group. 
shifting Jordan Howard out because he didn't quite fit the offense. You wanted to do a threat, so you went got Mike Davis because you wasn't sure what you were getting in the draft. In the draft coming, you get this guy that everyone gets excited about, you know, because he has that nice contact balance. He can break tackles. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He has good vision. We, we've all seen it. It's like, all right, we're ready to run the ball. And in a game where your defense played lights out from kickoff to the final clock went out, you put it solely on Mitch and gave that dude no help whatsoever by sticking to the run. That's one of the reasons. Well, that is the main reason of my concern is that Nagy will not be patient in games because I'm sorry, we're we're not gonna be that we're not gonna be that team that's gonna be chunking the ball downfield through passing. I'm not saying we're not capable, but I think I think our team is built to rely on the defense heavily, get our run game going, and take it easy with Mitch. Make it easy for him. The other thing that concerns me is Mitch. Because wait on even that though <laughs> Even though Nagy did not help him with the run, his decision making uh, was totally perplexing. Bro. I, don't, I, I I did not understand it. I'm literally hey, like I told you, I had the remote in my hand winding things back. I mean plays that happened in second and third quarter. I'm like, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You mean to tell me that? You snapped the ball, you stared this dude down, and you decided to throw to him when the other dude came open, and he was probably your second progression. I'm like, why aren't you going? Why do I have to? Why do I read all summer long that all right, Mitch is not so much concerned with learning the playbook heavily anymore. Now it's about choosing the right play and being able to read the defense. What the fuck are you? What was you reading on Thursday? Because it done sure wasn't the defense. There were plays left out there that other receivers were either wide open or had a better chance of being open. And Mitch just, whatever the first read was, that's what he stuck with. It didn't look like he was any progression. I will say this. The Packers' defense surprised me. I didn't think they were. I mean, I agree with everything you said. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. But I do want to give the Packers defense some credit because no. I didn't expect them to look that good. Right. So so I'm not going to take – and and I don't feel like anything I'm saying is taken away from them. No, because no, 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 no. It was a – I think it was just a winnable game, but it just yep. would have had to – you just would have had to grind it out ugly. You see what I'm saying? Just take the dump off. Just look for the open guy. It doesn't matter. I don't care if it's a cheerleader. Hit her in the face. Just take the open man. Just right, get right, the yeah, ball right. to the open guy. Hand the ball off. Let the defense keep the game within reach for you. But if you come, it, they, the offense literally took the crowd out of the game. I mean, little tidbits I found out after the game, and uh, and just two things, and I'll and I'll and I'll let you guys know. Two little tidbits. One. One of the one of the defensive backs, oh, I forget which one, he said we wanted Mitch to play quarterback. And at first, 
when I read it, I didn't really understand what he what he meant by that. I'm like, what? You just wanted to put the game in Mitch's hand? But after reading everything else, I completely understood. Their whole thing was, if we can get them to constantly have Mitch throw the ball, we have a better chance of winning this game because we understand he struggles getting through his reads. I was like, well, that makes a lot of damn sense. Matt Nagy didn't help. Matt Nagy pretty much played for Green Bay on Thursday. Thanks, Matt. Greatly appreciate it. Uh, so I, I had one question. Yeah. I had one question for you because you already answered. I had two, but I, I you already answered one about uh, Mitch. Um, did at any point in the game, especially when I watched the Philadelphia game, um, did any point did you say, "Man, I miss Jordan Howard," or do you th- do you still think again, trying not to overreact off of one game? Yeah, you still think um, who you guys have is capable of, you know, producing some runs I, if you guys actually run the ball more. Right. Uh, no, I, I didn't miss Jordan Howard. I I can't lie to you. Okay. Um, and if he does well for for the Eagles, cool. I think the Eagles' main back, in, in my honest opinion, is <laughs> Darren Sproles. Him <laughs> and, and Miles Sanders yeah. got more work than Jordan Howard did. Yeah, you know. So, uh, no, I I I didn't miss him. And I'm trying to remember the second point. Uh, I was I was going to meet, and it just kind of slipped slipped my mind. But in all in all, T. Uh, I'm I'm only concerned if Matt Nagy does not really really focus on running the ball. There are games where where people are going to take the run away from you. I I get that, but what what's funny is that you have the rookie head coach Matt Lafleur comes out and his halftime. They ask him, hey, you know, they always get interviewed the coaches at halftime. His halftime words were, we got to run the ball more, and they were hitting a brick wall. Like, they weren't getting any yards. But that never mm-hmm. stopped them from handing the ball off. Constantly, right. constantly. Because you got to keep the defense honest. You can't just let them pin back and fucking just tear Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers up because that's exactly what we would have done had they completely abandoned the run, which is exactly what we did. And all of a sudden, Preston Smith and these other guys that they brought in, they start to look great because now you're you, – you, you're putting all the onus on Mitch with, instead of depending on all of the weapons that you give him. Tariq Cohen, not one single handoff? Are you serious? <laughs> hey, hey, uh, breaking news. Uh-oh. I don't know if you guys got it on any of your mobile devices, but um, yep. I certainly got it on mine. What the hell um, happened? Yep. Antonio Brown accused of sexual assault. Oh, was filed apparently today. What? Yeah, it says that he's assaulting his uh, personal trainer. Yeah, so yeah. I read about this like 20 minutes ago. Real quick, just everyone's aware, it's not a criminal case, a lawsuit. Sound like you defended him already. Well, Listen, I mean, secondly, it's, 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 I had no incentive to defend Antonio Brown, but I, I think there's a, that's a big distinction. And secondly, it's the same um, person accusing him of three separate acts over the span of like three years. Uh, just a little odd. That's all I'm saying. I don't think but it's so much point, on whether he it did matter. it or not. I just think after everything that's happened, 
and this is on top of that, and you're going to a team that doesn't need you and probably the only team that's willing to put up with you, it's the last thing you need your name attached to. Yeah, but you're in the news yeah, for all the wrong that too. You're in the news for all the wrong think, reasons. You don't need that. No, yeah, no, I agree. Don't. I'm saying that the, t- the timing's just a little. I'm just a little skeptical. Oh, it's not. It's and I'm no, not even oh, no, it's, not it's not coincidental. This is it's not. It's not. Man. <laughs> yeah, this is. Uh, you know, I'm man. not even going to get into guilt or innocence here, or 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 whatever. I'm kind of skimming the article now. Um, it looks like three occasions, 2017, 2018. Um, so, but you, you know what? I, I don't remember which one of you guys said it, but yeah, you know, I mean, he literally just signed his contract, <laughs> and, and they threw in an option for a second year. And we all know how Belichick is about stuff like this. Um, you know, so it'll be interesting to see what the Patriots' reaction to to this is. Um, so the case though, you said it's not a criminal, I don't see anything that says either. I just see lawsuit. So you're saying she's, she's filing a civil suit against them. Right. In other words, she wants to get paid. Well, that means, yeah, yeah. It, uh, it's civil lawsuit. I don't see anything in here that addresses criminal at all in this article. Yeah. It's because it's not a criminal case. It's. It's a lawsuit. She's it's a civil lawsuit. Looks like she's trying to. Um, and the lawyer responded. Antonio Brown's lawyer said that they were involved in a consensual personal relationship for years. So was there ever an investigation by the local police department? Did they do any type of uh, investigation nothing. and find no criminal? You know. You know nothing. Yeah, I, no, you know no reason to arrest them. I, I didn't see any criminal activity even filed an investigation or anything like that's what makes it weird that's why i'm a little skeptical because it wasn't even a criminal um investigation launched right. at all from unless unless it's just not you know unless they just haven't covered that yet but i mean you would think that that would be backing up the lawsuit that'd be part of um, the process right. that reoccurred i guess we'll see i guess we'll see what happens um all right so um We'll, we'll 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 get to Antonio Brown and all the other shenanigans in a, in a little bit. I mean, I I don't know how much left there is. It's all over the news. I kind of don't like spending a lot of time on stuff we've listened to constantly, but we'll we'll touch on it. But um, um, you know, I'll just say this, and then the train. I mean, uh, Jay or uh, K Star, you guys. Um, I was not impressed with your team. Um, just being blunt. Um, especially the offense. But you know, it's one game. Let, let's see. Was it? An anomaly was it game one rust um you know you know you, you know take take some time to get into a rhythm um or is this a pattern is you know let, let's see let's see what happens. who you guys got coming up uh this who's your next game again uh the broncos and <laughs> okay it's 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 it's, it's I mean, the most annoying thing is that you you see every everybody else around the league when you're watching everybody else around the league play on Sunday and you see them running the ball and you see that your team decides that your coach decides that's not the way to go, it's just truly, truly frustrating as shit. Well, it here's really, the thing. It's one game. Yeah, but here's it, the thing. Get frustrated if, if it keeps happening. If he's a good coach. And, and, and that's the then concern. He should adjust. 
Yeah, right. and that, that and that's my that's my concern is that I hope it doesn't continue to happen because if it does, dude, we're not going to be a competitive team this year. Just just so you, we, uh, we may be competitive because the defense will still play its play what do what it does, but we're not going to win a lot of games like that. I'll put it that way. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's just, yeah. We're not winning a lot of yeah, games. Yeah, it is like tough that. to your season opener home game against your division rival. And uh, certainly would have been a nice victory to start off the year with. And, for sure. Uh, not to, yeah, you know, that's, you can't ask for a better way to start off, you know, against the Packers. Um, you know, so. Uh, all right, JB or K-Star, anything on this game? <clears throat> hey, it's been summed up already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Um, all right, let's 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 move over to um boy oh boy. I yeah, yeah, I texted you K Star because, you know, if you worked for me you'd be fired, but you don't work for me, so I guess you're okay. Um <laughs> I wasn't sure if you were even gonna show up because, you know, you know that yeah, now now Train can talk about being disappointed, but man, oh man, Oof. man. What 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 had happened? I don't even know. Uh, what happened? I mean, I, I'm just gonna ask. You know, uh, I don't even. I mean, that what was embarrassing. That was embarrassing. Mm-hmm. I mean, losing is fine. Not showing up. Yeah. I mean, well, first of all, the Steelers had a curious, to say the least, ineffective game plan on both sides of the ball. I mean, on offense the Steelers really didn't even run the ball. Um, they're running four or five wide receiver sets trying to feature Brian Switzer, a unathletic slot receiver who should not be the focal point of a game plan in the NFL. Um, they couldn't beat man to deep coverage across the board. They had Stephon Gilmore on Juju. They even doubled him, and he was effective. And no one else um, could beat their man. Um and so when you have an ineffective game plan and you don't even try to feature a run game which with James Conner, I mean, you kind of set yourself up to be predictable um, and with less of, of artillery than we had last year. We can't come out in games like we have Antonio Brown still. The Steelers' game plan looked exactly identical to what we ran last year and the year before. Um, obviously, there's a huge difference in weapons. Dante Moncrief was absolutely fucking horrible. He had four drops, a couple of them on third down, dropped a touchdown, uh, had 11 targets, and, like, three receptions. He was – Dante Moncrief, um, I hope he gets cut. If he's another horrible game, I don't want to overreact, but he's a guy that's that's traveled around to three or four different teams now, has always been ineffective wherever he's went, with Andrew Luck as well, but didn't do very good in Indianapolis. Um and just the way he played was was so bad. These are basic drops, drive killing uh, drops. So the supplement, the, the guy that's supposed to replace Antonio Brown, looked absolutely a horde, uh, or at least number two receiver, and and taking Juju's number two role was horrible and inefficient game plan. Lack of in-game adjustments. We continue to try out the same game plan in the second half. Um, I mean, touched defensively yet. <laughs> you know, defensively, we're in. That's what I'm waiting on. You know, defense, 
Right, yeah. I mean, I was just, I was just the offense. I mean, only scored three points. Well, you know, I wanted to hear about the offense. offense. I, but I did want to hear about the offense because I'm sorry, but when you have two of the better players at their position and you make a conscious decision uh, to let one go and to not pay the other one, and then you crap out like that with three points in the season opener, oh, somebody man. over there, somebody over there, there's, again, don't want to overreact. It is game one, but damn, mm. no Bell, no Brown, and you look like that. Well, well, what's frustrating about that is not only that, but we try to run the same game plan as if Antonio Brown was there. It's like, guys, like, right. I'm all for I'm all for it. Trust me, I love passing the ball, and we have one of the best quarterbacks to ever do it. But, like, guys, we're, we're, li- we're missing a, a massive weapon. This was a guy that demanded and commanded uh, double coverage and opened up uh, the seams and, and guys to just beat one man and, and make big plays. But we don't have that right now. We just don't. So we need to make adjustments. Like, we made a huge personnel adjustment. Um, we might be able to bring yeah, it back. And we're running the same damn offense, <laughs> right? And we're running the same damn <laughs> offense. So, you know, the, the Patriots are too smart for that. You know, they, they know how to take away your best weapon. They did so with Juju, and they absolutely, you know, um, kept running their, their man too deep and knew that the Steelers were going to be in it. Any of their guys one-on-one was pathetic. On defense, <clears throat> uh, you know, on defense, look, the, the Steelers are, are starting to run more man coverage this year. That was their goal. Um, and they simply got Wilson beat, you know, joining Joe Hayden as it stands right now is one capable of running man coverage. Uh, the other guys we have are young and secondary. Um, so, you know, defensively, they, they neutralized T.J. Watt. They ran at him. They ran cracks at him. They did a lot of land blocking to the defensive linemen um, over and over and over again. We just did not have the personnel to match up with, with what they were doing, uh, running their split sets and, and spread sets, rather, and, and just – Bison dice and man coverage. If you don't, if you run the same defense as Tom Brady, or against a Peyton Manning, over and over and over again, you're still going to get carved up. You got to make adjustments, run some man zone combos. Um, Steelers didn't do that. It was very disappointing on every level. The lack of in-game adjustments on both sides of the ball. So you have inefficient coaching. You have ineffective weapons being highlighted, um, and you just have a really sloppy performance against probably, possibly, the best team in the league. The most the best coach team in the league, and you happen to have a massive blowout as a result. Um, I am going forward just looking at the season. You know, I'm not going to react too much over one game, but I will say that it was embarrassing how underprepared the Steelers were for the Patriots. Well, I'll be okay losing my two touchdowns, but to be absolutely just demolished and, and fail to adjust, it, it's a pretty bad feeling. But I think the Patriots are going to get a lot Yeah, I mean, I mean if you're going to – if you're going to lose, if you're going to lose a game and you consider yourself a playoff team, be the Houston Texans, right? You know, be, be, exactly. when you walk amazing. away, yeah, you know, when you walk away and you can say, I went toe to toe, you know, we went toe to toe, we fell a little short, um, you know, left, left too much time for one of the best to ever do it to come down and, and do what he's done so many other times, but you walk away feeling positive overall and saying we battled. And um, we're not going to be yep. playing a team of this quality every week. So we're good. Exactly. Um, but, you know, when you go in and, and you know, and again, I, I ain't trying to, you know, I ain't going to overreact and I'm not even going to, you know, uh, come down too hard on either one of you guys just because my team happened to win because we all know how the NFL is. It's just funny. <laughs> you, 
You know, you talking one day and then the next day you crying. So I ain't gonna do all that, okay? Um, <laughs> Say T, you know, been there, done watching, that. Man, I done been there, done that. Especially watching them Redskins come out against them Eagles and go up. Oh my God! Had you saying? Had you saying what? Um, you know, the Eagles got they, you know, crap together, shit together, you know, did what they needed to do, but. For about a quarter and a half or so, I was sitting there like, "What game am I watching?" So I, ain't, I ain't taking nothing for granted. But I, but I am saying is, man, it's you know, you, you you have to wonder with teams that people have said. I mean, I saw people putting Chicago before the season in the, in the Super Bowl. Um, you know, still giving. I mean, we all picked the Steelers, I believe, or most of us did to win the division. I can I change that? Okay, can I? Can I, I, I pick the Ravens? Change. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say. Oh, okay. <laughs> Too late. Over, overreaction Tuesday. Can I change my pick? God damn. It. Anyway, um, damn, train. I'm mad now. I come December. I'm coming to Jacksonville. I'm looking for you, man. I'm looking for you. Um, but um, uh, trainer JB, any thoughts on the Steelers? Um, uh, Patriots game. Really, more about the Steelers. I don't, I don't even want to talk about the Patriots. I'm so disgusted that. The Super Bowl champions go get. I mean, although we'll see what happens with this with this thing, but they go get the best wide receiver in the game, man. I'm disgusted right now. I'm just disgusted. But any thoughts on the Steelers? Either one of you guys? Mine is real easy and quick. Yeah. It's it's really every year you have one or two games that that you can call a throwaway game, but you hate to use it as the very first one of the season. And I think for the Steelers, they have to just chalk this one up as a throwaway game and pray that it just doesn't happen again because they look horrible in all facets of it. So um, chalk it up as that and then move on to the next game. Do like the Patriots, Ron in Miami, Ron or whomever. All I know is, man, I saw wide receivers blowing past their secondary like um, like they were watching traffic go by, you know. So, <laughs> bruh. <laughs> I hope y'all get yeah. short up. I saw a lot of that on Sunday. Like the safeties weren't even like their heads weren't even in the game. Just wide receivers just blowing past them like they didn't even know they were they were on their way. I mean it was it's ridiculous. And 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 then the final game of Sunday, I'm looking at it again. Like okay, uh, you yeah, uh, that guy's pretty fast. Uh, four two speed. Y'all just yeah, just gonna see him coming and just look at him thinking he's gonna mm-hmm. stop. Yeah. So, uh, man, I hope y'all y'all get that together. It's gonna be a long season if you don't, bro. Yeah, you know, and that's the that's the thing. I've been there. You know, when you start off and with a game like that, even more so the Steelers and the Bears, right? And you stay, you know, and you guys have been spoiled. You guys, other than last year, you pretty much been in the playoffs every year. Like, you know, K Star, you just send back there six Super Bowls. You're like, yeah, we got here before the Patriots. What? What's the big deal? You know what I mean? You just spoiled, and um. I'm just wondering, man. I'm, you know, again, trying not to overreact. It's only one game, but, you know, you do, you, I just don't think in this NFL that you can give up two of the top players at their position and expect to come back, although I did pick you guys to win the division because I felt that Ben and Mike, quarterback, head coach, you know, experience, but at the same time, it's tough to come back with losing those two guys and think that you're going to be the same team. And I think a lot of people down there in Pittsburgh thought you could. <laughs> now that first game definitely ain't showing that. Now we'll see what happens. Just one game. 
And uh, who do the Steelers have uh, this coming weekend? Uh, uh, the Seahawks. The Seahawks, Pittsburgh. yeah. Yeah, uh, we're going to know pretty Pittsburgh. quick. All right. Yep. Yeah, we're going to know pretty quick. Okay. Um, all right. pretty confident. Um, okay. We're pretty confident well, in a bounce back, but we'll you know, see. You, you, you usually I'm do. Biased. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't really matter. But anyway, um, so um, <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, let's shift over to uh, – How about Tim Cowboy? Yeah, yeah. I waited uh, – how long did I wait to play that? Uh, 36 minutes. That's pretty good. So that means I got to do it again. How about Tim Cowboy? Okay, so um, I, you know, I don't want to regurgitate everything we heard on TV. So, JB, I'm going to ask you a different question because we already know what the offense did, blah, blah, blah. We get all that. Um, but but before, before you talk about that, um, I want to ask you, and it, maybe it is, I don't know, but what would be after watching the Cowboys-Giants game, was there any area of concern that you had after that, that win that Dallas had? Did you walk away? and say, well, we got the win, good win, um, however, blah, blah, blah. Was there anything that concerned you? I mean, it, it's really overall, you know how we always say, don't get too high on the highs, don't get too low on the lows. And I think the one thing is, and, and granted, he's a great running back, but some of them bursts that, that Saquon had in the beginning, that first quarter, um, if they had anything that resembled an offense that could at least – hide the fact that he's that great, for lack of a better term, that that may have been a problem. Uh, the fact that they are really one-dimensional, I mean, who do they have to throw the ball to? Sterling Shepard's going to be good, but he's he's in his second year. Um, obviously, with OBJ going on at Cleveland, they really don't have a true number one. I don't think Shepard's a number one. So, if they have something like that, then then it could be a problem. But I think Barkley, for one, and then it was a bit of a slow start, just a little bit defensively. Um, but overall, I mean, the Giants just aren't a good team. So it's hard to gauge them. It's hard to um, give them kind of a barometer for this game because it's the, the level of play that they had against really isn't that great. So I, I temper the, the excitement, the enthusiasm because of the, the, the level of play that they're up against. Well, I'll, I'll add this to your comments. They did – what they should have done against the team that was on the schedule. Um, I got into it with some guy on Facebook because he's like, easy Cowboy fans, it's just the Giants. And I said, like, we chose the schedule. They're an NFC East rival, and we whooped them. That's what happened. And that's what we should have done, and that's what we did. Um, I think similarly to train, I don't know why the Giants didn't run Barkley more. I don't get it. Mm. I mean – I mean, he was eating us up. Even take away the 60-yard run, which was phenomenal, he still had another 60 yards off 10 carries. He was getting bursts, as Jay said. And why they didn't – now, maybe maybe because the Cowboys, you know, went down after, after the Giants scored that first touchdown, Dallas then scored on five consecutive drives, five touchdowns in a row. And once you get down 14, 21, you know – all conventional wisdom says, okay, you got to get some points, stop running the ball. But he was gashing them. I mean, Jay, Jay nailed it as far as the run D. I was like, where's that run D at? Because, you know, he, he looked like the best running back in the league against Dallas. And we know the defense is pretty stout 
but it didn't look good against Barkley. And um, you know what it made me think of, um, to be totally honest with you, and I, and I hate that I'm going to make this comparison, um, but I am. It really did make me think of Barry Sanders in Detroit. Yep. It, made, it just brought me back to watching Barry Sanders, mm. and the, the main reason he retired for all of us football fans is just because the Lions just weren't very good. Got tired of losing. He'd go out and get his 1,500, you know, a year and his 18 touchdowns, and then he'd go home. I think he went to the playoffs once in 10 years. If I remember correctly, he might have went once in 10 years. And he's like, eh, this ain't no fun. And he retired. And I'm watching Barkley. He has a lot of those same moves, a lot of those same skills, and phenomenal back. And I'm sitting there like, I am so glad that Pat Shermer is an idiot. <laughs> because I'll tell you guys a little story. Let me tell you a little story. Okay? Feels like a Bill Cosby. Tell you a little story, right, Jay? I'll tell you a story. Um, so I had a friend of mine, Jay. Jay knows what I'm about to talk about. Jerry Hughes. Okay, Jerry, um, incredible athlete. Incredible athlete. And uh, was a couple years older than me. Went to uh, uh, college in Nebraska, and got out there, and then got a got a full scholarship. Once he got, he didn't get one from high school, but when he got out there, they realized how what a phenomenal of an athlete he was. He got a, a track. Um, they wanted him to do everything because he was that good of an athlete, but he ended up doing the decathlon and became a bodybuilder. And, you know, you know, we're still friends to this day. And I remember Jerry came home from Nebraska and, and he was a big, um, he was a Rams fan. I don't know if he still is a Rams fan, but he was a Rams fan back in the day. And Eric Dickerson, was playing with the Rams. And he came home, we were talking football, and he said, man, I don't understand what's wrong with the Rams. And I said, yeah. And he said, yeah. He said, I was out in, out in school and we were talking, and he said, man, I had them dudes cracking up because I said, if I was coaching the Rams, I'd have three plays, dick right, dick left, and dick up the middle. And he said, them boys could not <laughs> stop laughing. Okay. And this was probably, I want to say, maybe 1980, I don't know, 1980-something, okay, dating myself a bit here. And I thought of this Sunday watching Barkley, and I'm saying, man, they need need to just run Barkley, run him until he can't run no more because Cowboys are having a hard time with him. Now, would they have adjusted? We don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But – it's not like they had Odell Beckham to worry about. So, I mean, Cowboys were certainly helped by a poor game plan from the Giants. And, you know, and I, I, I said I don't really talk much about the offense, but, man, you know, when you go out there and gash them like Dallas did on offense, it really puts the Giants back against the wall. And uh, that, that certainly helped. But I didn't want to, you know, jump in too much, Jay, but I did want to. I did want to comment. I don't know why they didn't run Barkley more because dude looked like he did look like the best back in the game on Sunday. He did. He looked like the best back in the game. I'm not saying he is yet, but he did look like that on Sunday. Good Lord, he looked good. Just me. Yeah. Off. Thanks. I mean, he, he, he's Barry Sanders with with power to run you over, not just run past yeah. you or do a spin move. But I mean, dude has got lower legs like tree trunks. He can run you over. Yeah. And yeah. I was thankful, too. I'm like, hey, I don't give him the ball anymore. Do us a favor. Because that run yeah. he had for that first, that 59-yarder, damn. Yeah. So all I could say was, damn. I said, this is going to be a long day. Yeah. But thankfully, they didn't yeah. keep doing it. 
Well, yeah. I needed him for fantasy football, but outside of that, <laughs> outside of that, I, I I often wondered why they just didn't find ways of just getting him the ball just all together. He was by far yeah. their most dangerous weapon on offense, and as the game progressed, I saw them go further and further and further away from him uh, and to other targets, and I'm like, he still belongs in your game plan no matter how deep, you, how, how far you're down because he has, the, he has the best ability to break plays open and, and get you what you need. So, uh, strange. Strange. And the game they happens to be, thrown. as I say, the game they is actually on NFL Network yeah. right now. What yeah. that, Jay? Uh, um, they should have thrown him the ball more um, because if I remember correctly, last year he had, what, some 67, 80, 90 catches or something like that. Yeah. And if you if you constantly either feeding him the ball through the run or through the air with the pass, the only other receiver that you have of, of any credibility besides Shepard is Ingram, your your tight end. Mm-hmm. So try and figure out a way to incorporate that as you make adjustments because Saquon may have had himself just a, a career game, and if not, at least they're keying on him now. And then you start working on Ingram, and you start working on Shepard, you start to deviate from that but it, I don't know they never really got to that level of thinking and, and again me, I'm glad that they didn't let me ask this question since you guys because I, I was catching it uh, off and on I tried to watch as much of it as I could but did they was he even going out on routes because if he was going yeah. out on routes then it could be quarterback decision and we all know yeah, Eli's decision making yeah well, yeah, he was going on a route, and, 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 you know, and I'm going to be honest. I sat here and I said, um, you know, and I've said this, Eli will give you two shots a game. He'll give the defense two opportunities a game, you know, and, and I can't remember the first one, but there was one, and then I said there'll be one more, and then the second one was the fumble. Um, but, yeah, e- Eli is still Eli, even though he played a better game. I think that's just game one, you know, that's just game one. Um but he's still Eli, you know, you, 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 know, four or five more losses, Daniel Jones is coming in. I mean, the, the, the general manager, the owner said, I don't want to see Daniel Jones on the field. It's the fourth quarter. Who's on the field? Daniel Jones. That to me was a sign, you know, Eli, Eli, your, your, your days are numbered. Unless you figure out a way to get some wins, it's over. It's over for Eli. His career, you know, with the Giants will end at this, this season. Um, but, and the other thing that I'll add, um, I don't like the fact, and I was so happy Jason Garrett said something about it in the press conference. Uh, it was 35-10 until about four minutes to go in the game, and then the Giants got a meaningless late touchdown. And to me, I just – you don't you, – you know, I don't know what defense they were running. I don't – it didn't look the same. Like, no, you do like the Steelers did. I'm sorry, the Patriots did against the Steelers. I'm sorry, K-Star, but – you know, like, you play 60 minutes. Don't give them no late feel-good touchdown, make the score mm-hmm. respectable. You, you beat them into the ground. You don't, you, don't get, you don't let up. You know, we know the, the Patriots are known for this. And you know what? That's, that's the mentality. If you want to get to where those guys are, then that's the mentality you need to have. And why do you let them? And I'm sorry, it looked to me. I'm watching the defense play. And I'm watching the Giants moving the ball all of a sudden, and I'm like, why are you giving them, giving these 15, 20 yards underneath routes up now? 
play the same damn defense you've been playing since the first touchdown that have kept them out of the end zone. And I was so glad when Jason Garrett said, yeah, that, you know, I, I didn't like the defense on that last touchdown. We've, we've got to clean that up. And I'm glad because are we trying to win a Super Bowl here? Are we trying to, like, you know, win games and get ourselves to that level where we can compete against the Saints and the Rams and, you know, whoever else? Is that what we're trying to do? Because if that's what we're trying to do and these high-powered offenses come in, you got to play that. That defense got to play 60 minutes. You don't, you don't give them a drive. You don't give them a feel-good drive. You don't do it. I want killer mentality here. And I didn't see that near the end there. And, and I wasn't happy at all. I was, I was, and I get it. We won. So, but no, no, no. I've seen Super Bowl teams. That's not a Super Bowl mentality. And I know it's only one week. But I was glad that Jason Garrett made a comment about that in the press conference because I was disgusted with that late touchdown. I mean, 35-17 and 35-10 to me are two different scores. Here comes the fumble. I love it. Yeah, he stripped it from him. Go ahead, Lawrence. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but anyway, um, I guess the last thing I'll say on the game, and, and I'm, now I am going to repeat what we've heard, but um, Jerry, get your checkbook out. <laughs> um, you know, uh, yeah, you know I, I think Dak is, is showing um, – what he's what he's capable of, and um, I was very concerned about Kellen Moore. He's young, um, never really got into a groove as a player. Uh, played a few games here and there, but generally was a backup in Dallas. And I was concerned, like you know, we're giving this guy offensive coordinator abilities. This was this was you know he was um, when Dak was drafted. Kellen Moore was the Originally, before Romo got hurt, the, the death chart the death chart was Romo, Moore, Jamil Showers, Dak Prescott. Those were the four quarterbacks back in 2016 when when Prescott was drafted. And the reason I say all that is, you know, this is a guy that was your teammate, and now he's your offensive coordinator. I was very concerned about that, and he wasn't really very good as a player. Um, and you know, if, if, if this first game is a sign of things to come, I'm very encouraged because he called a hell of a game. So we'll see what happens. Teams now get to study his play calling and can adjust to it. We'll see what happens. But the first game compared to what I've seen over the last few years was very encouraging as far as play calling goes on the offense. So kind of about that. Let me right, just any more say comments this about, on the Cowboys? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. Let me, let me just say this, man. You know, some and there, you know, there are some analysts who was like, "Yep, give Dak his money." And you had a few of those like, "Well, it was the Giants." So let me get this right. He destroys them, puts up the perfect. Uh, what do they call that? QB rating is that what they Quarterback what rating. Quarterback yep. rating. That's quarterback rating. So why is it that? Uh, Lamar can do it. And everybody's like, oh, man, you know, here comes the second coming. But when Dak do it, it's, well, he was playing the Giants. Listen, you're supposed to beat snot out of bad teams. <laughs> you're supposed to play really well against bad teams. And they both played really well against bad teams. Yeah, if they, they, he probably should have found a way to pay that man before now. 
because uh, if this continues, oof. Good luck, Jerry. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That did what he was supposed and, and, to do. And here, and, and here's the thing. Every day it feels like salaries are just climbing, right? We talked mm-hmm. about Michael Thomas, and then next thing you know, Julio Jones is now at Michael Thomas $20 million a year. Julio Jones is $22 million a year, right? I mean, these things are happening as we speak. So, yeah, the sooner you cut that check, the better because the price isn't going to get any cheaper. And he's got the Redskins, which should by all means be a similar game to the Giants. Um, and then the Dolphins, I mean, you know, I mean, I don't expect them to lay down, but damn, they're bad. <laughs> I mean, they're just terrible. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah. Yeah. But in regards to, and just another comment on these, on these salaries, I don't know what the NFLPA and the NFL are going to do this next CBA, but NFL, you're going to have to give up more money if you want to keep your teams intact. If not, uh, you're going to lose players. And it's going to be because you 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 can't get a hold of the quarterback salaries because they're going to keep escalating. As a matter of fact, every position is going to keep escalating. So however they write yep. out the CBA, they're going to have to give more money to the players. You just simply are. Yep. And the only way, yep. That's the only way you can get more cap space. You have to give them more money. It's just, yep. it's just as simple. Yep. All right. Um, uh, let's see. Well, we covered our teams. Um, hold on here. I have a little uh, cheat sheet here. I have a little cheat sheet here. I have a little cheat sheet here. Oh, that ain't it. That ain't my cheat sheet. Never mind. Here we go. Um all right, so is there anything left? I mean, we just talked about AB and the lawsuit, and, you know, NFL Network isn't even – there's not even nothing scrolled on an NFL Network about it. So, um, you know, we'll see if this turns into an issue or not. But except for the lawsuit, any, any is there anything left to unpack that we didn't unpack about AB going – or that hasn't been unpacked already? Any Anybody want to say anything about AB and the Patriots? If if he plays this year, he probably will. Um, This has this has the hallmarks of 2007, I think, when they brought in Randy Moss. They had West, which they don't want to hear that. You know, they don't want to hear that, right? I'm sure they don't. You know the Patriots but, don't um, want to hear that. This is 2007 all over again. So, mm, yeah, yeah, we all know what happened that year. Of, yeah, but are they also ain't got to worry about the Giants though. Had the best. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's true. That's true. But um, yeah, no, I expect the Patriots to be a super high part offense. Like it's going to be absurd. How do you listen with Josh Gordon and Nettleman and Michelle? They're already a really good offense. We saw they. You know, did my Steelers with Antonio Brown in the fold? Like, this is a nightmare for these. Josh Gordon the looked amazing, by the way. Jeez. He did. He just <laughs> He's athletic phenom, you know. And I don't know how you would stop those guys. It's already really hard to do now. So, I think they're going to be absolutely explosive. Absolutely explosive on offense. Well, I agree. I think we all can agree. Um, 
I think it's going to be. I don't. I. I don't think it's going to be impossible. Jay said, you know, I'm got to worry about the Giants. I agree, but at the same time, <laughs> a team did figure it out. A team did figure it out in '07. So, um, you know, I, 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 it'll be a challenge, but I don't think it'll be something that a team can't do. And I think if you, you know, I, I think back to a game where Dallas played. Um, the Colts, I think it was the Colts. I think Peyton Manning was still with the Colts. And um, the game went, I mean, literally went back and forth, back and forth. And I think the final score was something like 51-48 or something like that. And, you know, Romo threw a late interception. The guy, like, stretched out for it and got it. And that was the difference in the game. Other than that, both these guys were just on fire. You know, Romo had weapons, Manning had weapons, and there was pretty much no defense to be to be played in that game, except that one interception late in the game, and then um, the Colts kicked a field goal and won. I think that, I, if you know, if memory serves, it was a 51-48 game. And um, I think that's probably going to be what's going to have to happen. There's going to have to be a team like a Saints or a, another high-powered team that can go in there. And I don't think defense is, is you know, it's going to be hard for defense to stop the, the Patriots with all those weapons. I mean, look what happened on Sunday, Sunday night. And that's Brown sitting home or sitting in Tom Brady's house watching the game, right? Um, uh, you know, so I think that's what's going to end up happening. Is the team's got to go in there and say, hey, we're going to go, we're going to go point for point and make the best team win. So, we will see. It's still early. And um, like I said, with that lawsuit, who knows? Because we know how Belichick is. Belichick don't play. So, we'll see. Now, the, the thing is going to be, did they sign him knowing about this or not? If they knew about it and they still signed him, then it'll probably be nothing. If they didn't know about it, they do. Now, there was one other thing I wanted to say about Brown, though, that um, – you know, it was talked about, but not in the way that I wanted to, that I would have covered it. And I, I don't want to necessarily say I'm uh, defending him. I think he's an idiot. I do. I, I think he's an idiot. I don't, I don't ever want to hear um, T.O. brought up in, this, in the same breath as this idiot ever or Randy Moss or any diva wide receiver, uh, except maybe Beckham. Be- Beckham's starting to annoy me. We'll get to him in a minute. But, oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. We'll, get, we'll get to that in a minute. But but what I what I will say is this: from what I'm understanding of the sequence of events, is after the blow up with the GM, he then went and did a heartfelt apology, to the point where Gruden came and said that Brown would play Monday night. So whatever happened was enough for Gruden to say he will play Monday night, right? Then we find out that he was fined an additional $215,000, which circumstantially, it didn't appear either, one, he didn't know it was coming, or two, we know he didn't realize that the fines was going to void out his guaranteed money. And so after he apologized, after it was announced that he would play Monday night, they fined him that additional almost quarter million dollars 
which allowed them to void out his guaranteed money. And so when he found that out, realized he was going to be playing week to week. You play, you get paid. You don't play, you don't get paid. And that's when he said, hey, wait a minute. This is not what I signed up for. And he went and, you know, the post and the recording and all of that and released me. Now, I got to say this. I don't condone anything he's done, and the, and, and the Raiders did exactly what they should have done. But if they find – if they did – said he could play, and then, you know, whatever meeting they had before they said he could play, didn't tell him, okay, here's what's happened. And he found out after the fact, well, you know what? I don't blame him for wanting to be released then. I don't blame him because even though he deserved what he got, this is business, right? So you sit there and you tell your player, okay, here is the penalty for your actions. Oh, you could play Monday night, but your contract has this clause in it. We're going to do this. Thus means this. Doesn't sound like any of that happened. Sound like he found out the next day, and that's when he lost his mind. And, and I got to say, I ain't a fan of that. If this is the decision you made, hey, yeah, everybody made that decision, Oakland, because he deserved it. Calling Mayotte a cracker and wanting to fight him and all that. Yeah, yeah, man. You didn't release him just off of that? But to me, what it sounds like is they were sitting there saying, okay, we're going to play ball with this guy for a little while, but we need to figure out how to get out of this deal and get rid of him. And so if that was your mentality and then he reacted the way he reacted, well, what's, what are you complaining about? <laughs> you know, uh, there's nothing to complain about because you knew it was coming. And I don't know that I would have handled it that way, but I'm not a GM of a, you know, NFL team. But I guess I'm trying to understand so from I, your argument what what did what did the Raiders do that was uh, he wasn't aware shady of that. to Brown the, the the second fine or third I guess technically the third fine of two hundred and fifteen thousand was enough to void out his guarantee. He wasn't aware of that per reports. And when he oh, found that out, that's when he asked. To, that's when he asked to be released. That's interesting. That was like I one of the. Think, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Keep it. Sorry. No, I'm just saying. And 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 I and I don't know because you know was it his agent's responsibility to let him know this? I would think either the general manager or the coach. I mean, you're signing a contract with the team, not with your agent. Um, I think that should have been communicated. Okay, you know, we accept your apology. <laughs> you know, welcome back. Um, we're going to plan on playing you on Sun- on Monday because that's what football is all about, get you out on that field. But let's, we, need to, we need to talk. I mean, obviously what you did, there's going to be a penalty. So here's how this is going to play out. You're going to get fined. It's going to void your guarantees. You're going to be a week-to-week player. Hey, let's make it through this year with no more drama. We can relook at that for next year. But right now, this is where we're at. I, it is very clear that nothing like that took place. Oh, very well, clear. I, I do think some of that falls on his agent. His agent is the one to help get the contract done. His agent is the one that knows, if anybody knows details about the contract, it would be his agent and the GM. So I think, yeah, as much as Drew Rosenhaus like to stick his neck out there for his players and be like, yeah, we're, you know, you calling head coaches and talking about your players not showing. Who that? Okay. Well, yes. Yeah, I do think it falls on him. And to say he was oblivious? Hmm. Maybe. But I mean, the minute that I heard that we've that the altercation between him and Mike Mayotte hit the news, 
the next thing that was being said was he could lose his guarantee. Now, when he actually found out that he could lose his guarantee, I'm not sure. But I know the minute they said that there was an altercation between him and me. Yeah, but that was but, but that, that same was that same day they said his yeah, but, guarantees but, but, could be gone. Trey, but but Trey, it was for a different reason. That was because in his contract, conduct detrimental to the team. He didn't lose his guarantees because of conduct detrimental to the team. He lost the guarantees because of how much he was fined. But initially, they said because of his conduct, his guarantees could be in question. So it was a, a separate reason. And yes, I guess you could say that the, the agent could have or should have told him, but he don't work for the agent. He works for the Raiders. They're the but, ones but, making this decision. They have an even, obligation. You're, you're the you're you're the you're fi- you're not finding Drew Rosenhaus. You're finding your player. If you're if you're sitting there having a conversation with him and making the decision that he's going to play, you told him that. You told you accepted his apology. Now let me be clear. I'm not condoning any of his actions. What no, I'm saying no, I'm is saying. you accepted his apology. Mm-hmm. He came out on national TV Friday night and said he will play. Monday night, it was pre- it's it's pretty clear that on Friday night he had no idea any of this was happening. He apologized. He's like, let's move forward. Boom, boom, boom. And then Saturday, all of a sudden, it's like, hey, wait a minute. He's getting fined. It's voiding out his guarantees. And then he puts out an Instagram post saying, release me. He said a lot of other stuff in it, but at the end of the post, he said, release me. Now again, I can't defend him. Because he's a jerk, you know, the recording of Gruden and, you know, the recording himself running out all happy. I never see nobody happy over losing $30 million. So that's a bunch of bull. Um, But I'm just saying that the Raiders as an organization, I think, I think regardless of what Drew Drew Rosenhaus could have or should have or might have done, you know, he works for the Raiders. They're the ones that signed that contract. So and they, so, to me, so, have an obligation to explain to him. Here's what we're gonna do. Okay. So, so here's so so I treat this like I would treat any other employee, uh, employer relationship. Uh, I have my job. I, I have I have policies that I should follow. Once I sign my deal, I should be aware of those, as well. And I didn't have an agent. Like now, he now he actually has an agent that's working to be aware of things that he signs for in his contract. So to say that the owners is on the Raiders is perplexing to me when you should, you, you need to know these things between you and your agent. So you, you should, you should know so these you, things. So in your place you, of employment, you know, every single personnel policy. And you, I, you I, I know the know ones that can get me fired. Wait, wait, wait. So, so, so you should, <laughs> I'm not saying, yeah, but, but so, so, but you should so know he, it, or should someone come in and say, Dr. Train, no, we're going to fire no, actually, you, and here's why. For your work policy, no, it's you should know it because that's how that's how they're going to handle it. They're Train not going to be like Train, they're not going to come to you and give realistic. you a warning. They're going to come to you and let you go because at some point, at some point in your training, in them bringing you in, the policy was placed in front of you, or you were. Train. You were still required to read. Train, I will bet you 
okay. paycheck that you don't know every single policy in your personal handbook. I didn't handbook say where I never work. I never said I knew every single policy. What I'm saying okay. is so, uh, what I'm saying is the company policies are available to me for me to know. Yes. Just like the okay, things in his not, contract. Not, but you're you're okay, not you, that's not the point. The not, that, that's that not is the point. The, the that point is, is the no, okay. Right? No, no, it's not my. Go ahead, because you. Every time I talk, is, you cut me. You, you stop me, yeah, and I let you finish. So go ahead and finish. But you're not changing my point. You're changing. My I'm point. not going to change my your point. point. I'm going to let you finish. Go ahead. Okay, my point is when they decided to exercise their right to take away his guaranteed money by fining him. When they made that decision to do it, it has nothing to do with that they had the right to do it. Clearly, they had the right to do it. When they made the decision to do it, they should have communicated that to him so he knew exactly what was going on. Not because clearly, based on his reaction, he had no idea that he was losing his guaranteed money. Not a clue. So why do you feel like they owe him that? I guess that's the part that I I can't just – why do you feel like they owe him that? Because they, it's their contract that they put it in, and if you're going to do something, if you work for me, and I'm exercising something in this contract, in this relationship, then I at least owe you the right to explain to you, here's what I'm going to do. It's no different. You want to make an employee employer, so you're getting suspended from work. Don't you have a right to know why? Here's why. Because paragraph three, section two says, when you did this, we have the right to do this, what well, we're doing this. So when he lost his guaranteed money, instead of finding out however he found out, which clearly based on his reaction was not from the team, the team should have let him know, here's what's happening. When they, when they made the agreement, you're playing Monday. Okay, that's the good news. Here's the bad news. Okay, you apologize. Thank you. But we can't let this go unpunished. Here's what we're going to do. They had an obligation. To then say here they could have did anything. There's a ton of things they could have done. They could have just released them. They could have. There's a lot of things they could have done. Whatever they decide to do, they have an obligation, in my opinion, to explain to him. Here's what we're gonna do. And based on his reaction, I don't believe they did that. That's that's my that's my beef with the re- not that they did it, but how was it communicated? I suppose you could argue that. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't feel like they mishandled it. It's the man's livelihood, poor man. guy. The man's money. But man. I understand. Okay, you got. I understand your point. You know what I mean? I mean, this ain't. This is. This is. This is somebody. This, you know what I mean? I mean, we we don't like to. You know, we we can sit here and dog him all we want, but he's a, he's a man with a family, and uh, you just took away. His guaranteed thirty million dollars. I don't think it's too much to ask Mike Mayock or John Gruden to have a conversation and say, "Look, you know that thirty million dollar guarantee? You just blew it." I don't think that's too much to ask. That's, that's all I'm saying. I don't think that's too much to ask. I'm not saying they shouldn't have done it. I think he absolutely he 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 got what he deserved. But I don't think it's too much to ask. You know, this is a man. It's a human being. He even said, "I'm a man." Yeah. So treat him like a man. Hey, look, just want to let you know what you. We're gonna keep you on the team. We're gonna let you play. Here's here's what happened, and I, I guess my struggle with it is it's like 
Didn't they so do that though? I won't I won't I won't completely I won't completely disagree with you because two wrongs don't make a don't necessarily make a right. But please don't sit here and say you're a man and then you get to act the way you act because now you're creating a double standard. Because if you're a man then well, report to work. If you if you're yeah, a man then you know, respect re, respect respect what the team is trying to do. You show none of that yeah, I, in the course of your action. I so I get so I that's why I say I can't disagree with your point, but what he's saying like I'm a man and all you cannot use that. Ask, now, now you want to use that in your defense of how they treated you, when when they pretty much just exercise what the contract said they could do. It's, yeah, and I I, and I guess I would agree with I agree with that in theory. I think he's still a man whether we like what he does or condone how he acts or not. He is a man. And I think what you said initially, I agree with, is two wrongs don't make a right. If you're running a team and you have standards, then yeah. then th- these should be your standards. And sure. I praised Gruden for how he treated the players in, oh, from what I saw on Hard Knocks last week and said, wow, you know, I, I was impressed. And this, to me, didn't seem, you know, even, even, even you know, after they won and they said, how do you feel, you know, no AB. And, you know, he said, hey, we wish him well. You know, David Carr said, hey, we wish him well, you know. Um, so the Raiders are walking away, at least those guys. They're not saying anything bad about them. They're just like, hey, it didn't work out. We gave it a shot. We wish him well. Uh, Steelers aren't even talking about him, which I agree with, and they ain't nothing to say at this point. Um, but I just, you know, I'm not going to beat a dead horse. I just That was my only thing is I kind of un- mm-hmm. I kind of understood at that point, okay, well, you know, he got kind of a right to be a little upset, um, even though he deserved it. Let's be clear. He deserved it. <laughs> and, you know, he deserved that. And, and there's no doubt about it. You know. And now, now let me ask you this. I'm going to ask you this. Let me ask K-Star this one. K-Star, you still there? Because you've been mm. quiet, man. I don't know what you over there doing. Yeah, you yeah no, I've been listening to you, too. I've been enjoying, right. I've been enjoying your two been enjoying them. Yeah, you know, oh, that's because, you know, we, it's what we do. Um, there's there's <laughs> scuttlebutt that says that maybe uh, AB was angling to get out of Oakland all along because he didn't pick mm-hmm. Oakland and that Belichick was kind of waiting in the wings. And that's why the deal, I mean, literally what, four or five hours later. Um, and he's a, and he's a Patriot. Um, what do you think? You, you know, you know, you know, this was your guy for nine years. And you, do you think there's any truth to that? Well, yes. The reason why I say yes is because there's actually been reports that he reached out to, um, Social media experts apparently, um, in turn, and the details of, of of what is isn't exactly known, but it was leaked that he and Rosenhaus did reach out to some social media experts to try and find a way to liquidate his public perception as best as possible. Now the question is, okay, why would he do that? I think we know that um, the reason why he would choose to do that here is become a free agent given the content of his contract he um it, it was unique in that you know he's actually could become a free agent if he didn't play any games with open which obviously ended up being the case and it's a little odd for him to act as out out as much as he did in such a short period amount of time um and, and for him to sign in such a quick uh, amount of time and apparently after he was released, he was on a plane an hour later in New England. Now, I don't, you know, there's no evidence that New England knew ahead of time what was going to happen or anything. But 
there was news that Drew Rosenhaus did tell AB, I think it was the day before he released the video, that marketing video of his, that uh, New England was interested in, in acquiring him um, if he were, for whatever reason, to be released. Mm. So, I mean, I think okay. given that, absolutely, there's, 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 there's definitely smoke there. Mm. Okay, that's interesting. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, so let's switch gears to the other diva wide receiver in the NFL. Um, and I'm curious. I'm sorry. Let's go, to, let's go to. I'm sorry. Yeah. Before you leave, just one last question on this. So. Yeah. Yeah. Who won the AB sweepstakes? <laughs> we all lost. Who is the winner and loser of the AB sweepstakes? I don't know. I would say Pittsburgh won. Um, there was a funny I, thing. I, uh, I think I, I, I copied K-Star in it uh, on Twitter where they had uh, the picture of uh, Eddie Murphy in trading plays. The jail will remember this. Near the end, he's on the island and he's sipping the, the champagne and he's, you know, wiping his lips. And they're saying, this is Mike Tomlin right now. Um, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, um I, I don't I don't I think it's too I think the sweepstakes I think it's still this is like Publishers Clearinghouse it never ends I don't think it's right. over yet <laughs> um, mm. you know because you can't say the Steelers won they look horrible right. right so you know if they went out and played a competitive game and even if they lost it was thirty three to thirty one or something like that and they looked good then you could say well they don't they they've moved on and have adjusted to life without AB but. Too soon to say that. Uh, Raiders managed to put a decent game together. Carl looked pretty good. Um, yeah. I, they had, I would they say didn't pay Brown one one thin dime, not no, one penny. They, they didn't. And the, the only reason why I would say the, the the Raiders get the bottom end of this whole deal is because you lost a third-round pick for nothing. Because I don't think that yeah. third-round pick is voided. I think the Steelers still yeah. get that. Yeah. Uh, but I can't call the Steelers clear-cut winners because uh, their offense looked nothing like it did before. And I, I, I hesitate to call the Patriots clear-cut winners because AB has not played a game. <laughs> and, and, I am playing so we're game, still yeah. getting news. Right, and we're still getting news. So Yeah, we're still getting news. Let's see if he's at practice tomorrow. Right, uh, that'll tell us a lot. If he's at practice, Patriots practice tomorrow. You know, generally Mondays, you know, training day, um, film day, cleanup day. Generally, if you play on Sunday, and then Tuesday, mm-hmm. generally, if you play on Sunday, is, is your day off. And then Wednesday, they start getting ready for the next opponent. And so tomorrow being Wednesday should be the day. You know what I mean? Let's see. That's good. That's a great question there, Train. Um. Well, right, I'll just say this. I'll just say this. Oh, good. Hey, real quick, on, on the on the, the Steelers, the Steelers didn't win. I'll tell you why. I wish we did because the Patriots offered the Steelers a, a first round draft pick when we first put them on the trading block. Oh my God. Yes, that was a report by Rappaport, and you know, um, we obviously had to settle for a third and fifth rounder from from Oakland because you didn't want to send them to them. to the one team that could. That could exactly. bite you in the butt. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin Colbert said we did not want to come to, you know, in conference rivals such as the Patriots. 
that we did to the Raiders for obvious competitive uh, purposes. Um, Knowing that your first round pick would be a high second round pick. <laughs> That's pretty yeah. much what it boils down to. Pretty much. Oh, man. Bummer. Yeah. Okay. All right. JB, you still with us? Of course. All right. Just checking. Just checking. Um, so, uh, again, moving to the other diva in the league. Um, so, Antonio uh, – Antonio, see, I was, uh, I'm still on Antonio. Odell Beckham Jr., um, not only did the Browns get whooped, looked like crap. Um, so, apparently, he played the game in a $350,000 super watch. And um, the, I guess the word is that um, – it is jewelry is not prohibited, but hard objects are prohibited. So the NFL was going to have a talk with him about wearing that watch. Um, so Jay, what were your thoughts when I didn't know until like the next day and then I saw a picture of it and, you know, what, what were your thoughts on uh, Beckham wearing that very expensive watch in a game? Some of the dumbest crap I ever heard in my damn life. I mean, it's, it really makes no sense. You've got all the talent in the world, and I should say that in relative terms because obviously Cleveland's been devoid of talent for years. So now you've got all the talent in the world, a rookie quarterback that's got some swag and got some ability, and for whatever dumbass reason, you want to wear a watch to a football game. And not to be in the stands, you're actually on the field playing in this game. It doesn't make any sense to me at all. You, you, I understand everybody's talking about my brand and all this and all that, but I thought the end goal was to win Super Bowls. And in order to win Super Bowls, you have to win regular season games. So in order to win regular season games, that's where your focus should be on. Not sporting a watch that's three hundred fifty grand for whatever reason, and you're out there and, and you're at home getting your ass towed up by Tennessee. I mean towed from the fuck up. This shouldn't even show mm. up. Made me want to throw up. Mm. It, mm. it makes no sense to me to to because nobody's dissecting the game. Nobody's talking about well, did your game plan right or what, what really went. No, everybody's talking about that damn watch. And a broken clock is right at least twice a day. So I guess this watch is the same thing too. Makes no sense to me. I was really pretty much disgusted. And maybe it's because I, I got some old school mentality in me. I'm not with all this millennial stuff. Look at me, watch. No, I want to win. And even if I don't catch the ball, if we win, good. But I'm out there to whoop ass, take names, go home, collect my check. I can get endorsements anywhere, anytime, any place. I don't need to wear stuff on the field to, to worry about my brand. So when this whole news broke, I just kind of rolled my eyes and like, whatever. Between Brown and, and Beckham, uh, forget it. I'll just forget it. <laughs> um, yeah, I really love it in that. Um, I always look at when I look at when I looked at that and I thought it through and I listened to some of the reports, you know, I think about players like Deion prime time, right? Deion Sanders was, you know, arguably one of the flashiest players ever to play the game. Oh um, yeah. Would Deion have wore, you know, a $350,000 watch in the game? Hell no. Deion prided himself on being the best cornerback in the game. And he went out there yep. and shut down half the field that was his job and as flashy and as flamboyant and as cocky as he was 
Jan wouldn't do that, right? You know, um, I, I just, I don't get, I mean, you're right, JB, they talk about your brand and all of that, but, you know, I mean, uh, you know, at what point does the brand stop and, oh, yeah, you know, how much money will I make if I actually win games and I'm, I'm successful? <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, if I see Shaquille O'Neal on another freaking commercial, guy ain't played in the league in how many years? But he's got four rings, one of the greatest to ever do it, Hall of Famer, very popular, very well-liked. And every time I turn around, now he's now Papa John commercials. And every time I turn around, he's on another oh, yeah. commercial. I mean, I mean, so so are you trying to set that up? Or are you just looking at today? Because to me, you're just looking at right now. And probably that company called him and said, hey, we'll give you a watch for you to wear and all to match your uniform colors, because it did. And, um, you know, we'll throw you a million dollars to wear this watch or something. And he said, okay. But I I just, I don't know. And, and I'm with you, Let Jay. me add a little bit. And I'll add some more to it also. And I'm going to bring it back to the football sense. You got traded. First off, you sign an extension, five-year, $90 million, and then get traded. And they basically said the reason why we traded you is because you were a cancer to the team. And then you show up in Cleveland, and you've already got a mystique about you. Your, your reputation, it, it follows you and it precedes you. So you've already got a reputation for, eh, we're we kind of taking a flyer on this dude. Now you want to add more fuel to that fire by doing something stupid like this. In my opinion, you don't necessarily have to lay low. You can be who you are, but understand where you came from and the circumstances that you came from and why you are where you are right now. There's a reason for it. And he seems to go about his business with, with some type of aura or this persona that he's invincible and untouchable. He could end up just like Antonio Brown, minus getting um, signed by the Patriots. He does, does something stupid. He could be out of the league too. So why why risk some endorsements when you can really make a name for yourself like you've already done playing football? Because that's how people know you. People don't know you because you all watch. People know you because you play football. So enhance that. Win some football games. Show the Browns that they made the right choice uh, having them on there, signing them up. Focus on that and, and not so much a dumbass watch. That can get broke in the middle of the game. Then what? Now you're out 350. Boom. I'd like to say you guys brought up Deion Sanders, and uh, I can't remember if it was 30 for 30 or some special, but I do remember um, I think it was was Michael Irvin who actually said it when they was interviewing him. Um, When Deion actually was, you know, when he finally was playing for the Cowboys, uh, they were on a, uh, I guess, a flight to a game. And um, on their way to 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 play a game, you know, Michael Irvin wants to sit and, and talk with him and laugh with him. And he said he go to sit down with him. And, uh, Dion is looking at the at that time. I think he had like the the videos you can carry to looking at looking at films. That Dion is studying film before the game. And I think what these players who have this talent don't realize is that in order for you to be the best, you you should really be focused on honing your skills. There's nothing wrong with with being flashy. Like Dion was still flashy when the camera came on him, but mm-hmm. Dion also studied. Like worked very hard. He he worked yeah. really hard to be who he is, and yeah. 
when it was time yep. to play, he played really hard. And then it was time, yep. you know, and I mean like when I say play, I mean like he worked hard on the field, played his game, was the best. And then when it was time to get his play play in, spend his money, enjoy the enjoy the, you know, enjoy the media, and just, that's what he did. He understood how to balance, and some of these cats today just they don't know how to balance. They think, you know, they go out and have one half a you know one good season is like yeah, I'm the best, really. Yeah, uh, train. I I can't. I mean, you 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 know, with this this could really be a microcosm to I think some of the issues that we deal with as a society. You know, mm-hmm. to be totally honest with you. And I think a lot of it is, you know, I, I think every generation looks at the last generation and says what happened. And I guess that's the way it'll always be. Um, but, you know, with social media and people going on, um, you know, becoming millionaires because of social media, I think what that has done is it is given a mentality of I can be, you know, financially independent at 21 years old and not have to work hard. And, um, yeah, I think you're right. You know, I think, and I don't, I don't want to take anything away from Beckham as an athlete, and I'm sure he's worked hard to get to where he is. But at the same time, you know, when you look at where you are and where you want to be, you know, what do you want to be? Do you want to be um, Jerry Rice or Deion Sanders or even Terrell Owens, who by all accounts was always the hardest worker in practice and, work, you know, he didn't take a playoff, and he worked very hard. He played like he practiced. You know, I mean, you know, there's plenty of examples of Hall of Famers that you can look at and you can say, when I look at like the top five in my position, you know, I mean, Randy, Randy Moss had his ups and downs, but for the most part, you know, Randy did what he needed to do. He worked hard too. He made, you know, I think that year in Oakland, I think he was just disenchanted with football, but beyond that, you know, with Minnesota, with the Patriots, and, you know, Randy, Randy did what he needed to do. So there's so many examples out there. And why do you think you can come and do it differently, but be better? It, it, it doesn't work. And, you know, you know, where's Des Bryant today? You know, Des Bryant ain't playing football. I mean, it was not that long ago, guys, that we were arguing who's the better wide receiver, Des Bryant or Julio Jones on this very show, we were having that argument. Des ain't even a league, and Julio is the, is the uh, top paid running back, uh, wide receiver in NFL history. Just what four years later, five years, four years later, it's amazing. And I, and to me, it's like, do you not see how fast this can change for you? Do you not see? And I'm gonna tell Beckham and Brown, these guys. Better be careful, because at some point, the talent does not become worth it. At nope. some point, the team is going to say, "You're not. I don't care how good you are. We'll do without you." And that's both of these guys that need to learn. Mm-hmm. That. Don't wear a freaking crazy watch. Like, what's the point? Ah, man, I just, it just, this, it's just disgusting. It's just disgusting. All right, um, Train. Did you want to discuss the the, the pick'em results? And are we gonna do go back to doing the pick'ems live, or just send them to you? Or how how do, how are we doing that this year? Well, um, if if people, I would say 
if uh, it may, it, I would I would deem it okay to to go ahead and uh, email the victim. So I did email out week two already, uh, and I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to keep with that habit of as soon as Monday night football is done, do the results, send the email out because uh, that gives me that means I'm not worried. Because what I would like to do is at least have us discuss some of the pick them games on the show. Yeah. Even we do not make our picks. Because there's a lot of news that can happen between Tuesday to Sunday or Thursday when that game is played. So you you should be allowed to digest that news to make to make a firm decision uh, on what your picks are. Uh, if that makes sense to you guys. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And with that said, sorry, one second. So with that said, um uh I think uh oh, with that said, the results of this week is everyone's four and two <laughs> except for K Star, because he picked the Steelers. <laughs> uh so that's how we're starting the season off. All the picks are all the week two picks are in. I think the games that really uh stand out, I don't know if you guys saw the email. Um uh, you have the NFC North, uh, another uh, division rival, Green Bay and the Vikings game. And then you have uh, another game that I think stands out simply because it will be interesting to see them see what happens if they uh, don't correct their mistakes this week. But see, uh, Steelers in Seattle. And okay. I did want to make one comment on the pickums, but not your yes. pickums, or uh, but uh, on the uh, Yahoo pickums. Um, we do have ten teams, ten individuals. Uh, K Star signed up but didn't make any picks. I think that happened what? last year. Wow, actually, really? Um, yeah. So you spent all year playing catch up. So, um, but yeah, you got your you got no points. You're zero fifteen. So. Over, right? We made no picks. Um, but I did want to give kudos to JB, who um, went 11-4 and four on the Yahoo nice. last week. Me and me and Train were tied at 9-6, and six, and then there's one guy that uh, he goes by, Dim Boys. Don't know who he is, but his, his name on Yahoo is Dim Boys. She. Um, which probably means he's a cowboy. <laughs> I know who that is. <laughs> is she a cowboy fan? Yes, yeah. yeah, she is. Okay. All right. well, well, she's cool. Um, she's one of my really good three. friends too. All right. Well, tell her congratulations. After one week, she's actually twelve and three. So she was she oh, leading yeah. the pack, and J, but JB's right on her heels at eleven and four. And uh, you know, no one's out of it. Not even K Star. After one week, we got you know sixteen more weeks of this to do it. So uh, if anybody wants to join, um, you go to Yahoo uh, NFL Pick'em on Yahoo. It's actually available on the on the Yahoo Fantasy app as well. So you actually don't even have to go to the internet uh, page. You can actually download the Yahoo Fantasy Football app, and you'll see pick them on there. And uh, our group ID is 42991, because as I learned, you need the ID. So it's 42991, and the password is football, all lowercase. I don't know if it's case sensitive, but football, please feel free to join. Share it with anybody you want. Uh, the more the merrier. We've got 10. Um, so 10 good, but, hey, anybody else wants to join, um, and see if you can outpick, um, you know, the crew from the Madden Voice. 
right. So sure. what games do you want to talk about before before we get on out of here? So uh, I like to hit on uh, real quickly uh, Vikings at Packers. Uh, I'll just say them real quick, then we can come back to them. Uh, Vikings at Packers. You have the Saints at Rams, so you got a you got a NFC in a, NFC title uh, rematch. Um, I, I put Eagles at Falcons because I'm wondering are the Falcons going to go uh, 0 and 2, or was just the game against Minnesota anomaly? And then just because I want to have a little conversation about the hype train. Browns or Jets. And I figure it may be a tough one to pick. So. Who? <laughs> I'm afraid to answer. I'm afraid to answer that. Cause you, <laughs> I feel like you were setting me up right there. <laughs> I was setting you up. I was going to say, who cares? Browns. Who cares? <laughs> or, 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 Jay, you know what else I could have said, right? Yeah, I was waiting for it. Yeah, that was the that was the other uh, um, that was the that was the that was the other uh, you know uh, whatever that was the other thing I was gonna say. I just got a text. Um, my 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 girlfriend's texting me asking me if I'm almost done. Um, I don't know. The answer the answer is I don't know. I'm sure she's. I, I don't know. That's the answer. Okay. Um, all right. Um, yeah, I don't, I, honestly, I, I, the Browns and the, you know, I mean, the Jets blew a 16 point lead loss. Yeah. Browns look like crap. That's, that's my analysis of that game. Who cares? All right. So, <laughs> um, let's go back to, uh, what do we got? Packers and the Vikings. Yeah. Packers. Yeah. Vikings at Packers. Okay. Okay. I mean, I, you know, Packers are home. They're home opener. Yeah, Kirk Cousins. You know, I mean, he had, he had a nice, yeah, they had a nice game against Atlanta, but you know, come on. Yeah, I mean, Shane, what do you think? I don't know. But right now, well, right now, I'm, 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 I'm actually leaning towards towards the Vikings. Uh, really? uh, and no, it's not, it's not for my disdain of Green Bay. Okay, so you understand? Maybe ten percent of it is, but. Most of it is uh, is is really football. I just look at the fact that um, yeah, I saw the I saw a defense that you know Packers got a much improved much improved defense, uh, but the Vikings definitely have a have a good defense. They do. That I saw in their Atlanta game, the Vikings leaned heavily on the run. Like I think Kirk Cousins had ten passing attempts. I didn't even realize that at the end of the game. This was a stat at 10 passing attempts. That's freaking amazing. Okay. So, and, and true enough, the Packers are at home. I think offensively, the Vikings definitely have more weapons, even though Kirk Cousins is leading the group. I think offensively they are they're stacked better. I don't know, you know, how much does Aaron Rodgers weigh in comparison to all of the Packers, <laughs> all of the Vikings' offense. That's, that's the weight that you're looking at. But, um, I do think the Vikings are the better team. But they can pull it off is another story. Yeah, I'll go with the Packers. Um I, I'm not a believer in Kirk Cousins. Uh you know, played him a number of times when he was with Washington. Um, you know, 
I, you know, I, I, I'm not even sure if I'm ready to say the Vikings are a better team based on what I saw. Because um, remember, I, I don't believe in Atlanta. You, I don't know. I think a couple of you guys picked Atlanta to win the division. I did not. So, um, personally, I don't even know if I would go so far as the Vikings are the better team. Um, I guess we'll find out. But I, I'm Packers home. Aaron Rodgers um, didn't do, you know, didn't light it up against the Bears, but it's the Bears' defense. I mean, the Bears' defense is, is you know, pretty stout. Um, so I, I expect Aaron Rodgers to do what he does, and I expect Kirk Cousins to do what he does, um, show that he was overpaid. <laughs> I mean, like the way you put that. <laughs> yeah, show that he was overpaid. That's exactly what I expect. Yeah. So, anybody, you know, what else, either one of you guys want to comment on this game? Yeah, we're all we're all, we're all picking, right? Um, uh, I like the Vikings. I like the run first philosophy. Green or uh, Green Bay and Chicago, the it seemed like the flaw in Chicago's game plan was not challenging enough on the ground. Uh, Minnesota is about to challenge that defense to see if it's legitimate on the ground. I think Dalvin Cook, Stephon Diggs, uh, Adam Thielen is a good little trio of, of talent, and the defense for Minnesota. Or year over year has been really good. Uh, we know that that's stable um, last three years. And, and Green Bay, we're not really sure that defense is good or Chicago's offense is bad. I think there's more certainty in Minnesota being good. So I'm going to go with Minnesota. Okay. JB? Um, I'm going to go with Packers myself. Uh, I think Minnesota playing Atlanta and, and Minnesota is a different team at home. Atlanta is also a different team on the road. So I think it's, it's almost fool's goal, even though I take nothing away from what Minnesota did. I think about Green Bay being at home and what they did against Chicago, albeit against the game plan and, and a quarterback that really didn't seem like they were in sync. Still, the, the Packers' defense was a surprise and, and a, a, a positive one, to say the least. And they're at home. They're, they're a different team at home as well. So I'm going with the Packers myself. Okay, so we got two Packers and two Vikings, so that'll be interesting. Okay. I'd say the last one I would think worthy of a little bit of discussion is uh, Saints at Rams. Oh, yeah. Uh, At least I know who T's picking. (laughs) That could be game of the week. Oh, you know who I'm picking. Oh, you know who I'm picking. Uh, I mean, I mean. I mean, Drew Brees, I mean, like I said, I'm a closet Saints fan. You know what I mean? If I wasn't a Cowboys fan, I'd be all about them playing. Um, and, you know, I'm going to tell you, we didn't talk about this at all, but, you know, you had the Saints last year and that, that stupid call, and then you had the Minnesota Miracle the year before, and then you've got a Drew Brees who's never been an NFL MVP, which is astonishing to me, with the, you know, Super Bowl champions, you know, perennial pro bowler, and you know, rewriting the record books. Um, uh, I, I, I'm, you already know I'm going to pick the Saints. Um, and I think, I think there's, you know, Breezes, this team is going to go in there with something to prove, even though they don't have anything to prove. But, you know, vengeance shall be theirs. <laughs> so I'm picking the Saints. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm at the ride with this, even though this is, is this, in 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 LA, uh, man, I'm 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 at the ride with Saints because um, 
Yeah, I think this is all based off of leftover animosity from last season. So <laughs> it's just purely based off that. This team is going to come to L.A. pissed off, really pissed, feeling like they should have been there last season. It's going to be leftover, and they didn't look too shabby uh, against the Texans, even though they need to show up that secondary. Because, man, uh, that was an exciting end to a game. But uh, I I think with that pass rush, you know, with the offense that they have, uh, and the Rams, you know, they got they got AD, um, but um, Jared Goff is uh, Jared Goff is no good without the play action. That's 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 that's, that's really starting to be really really starting to be evident now. I, and, I like and 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 I don't know about Gurley, and I got him on one of my fantasy teams. Mm. Um, something's up. We said it last mm. year. We said it in the playoff game when C.J. Anderson was um, getting a lot of carries. I mean, Gurley got it. Gurley got his, you know, against the Cowboys, but um, against the Saints, Gurley didn't really do much. Here it is, six months later. So let's keep an eye on that. But something's up. Something's up with Gurley. So who's next? We got two Saints over here. Yeah, make it three. Um, and it's really because of that, uh, to you just touched on what I was about to focus on, not knowing how Gurley's going to be to keep that offense balanced. Um, you know, they're, they're a different team when Gurley's rolling, and, and he's not 100% healthy by any stretch, and they're trying to basically preserve him, make him last, and that's never a good sign, especially this early on in the season. Um, and, and the fact that it is early in the season, I, I just think the way the Saints won, and last night's game, that was a thriller. I think they can build on that, take that, and, and put on the road with them against a Texans team that, damn, that Deshaun Watson looks good, man. That's a bad mm. man right there. Man. But, mm. I mean, let him have, just, just to go on a little bit of a tangent, give him an offensive line that's halfway decent look out because he's got weapons. The running game, hide and whatnot, but he's got weapons between Fuller and D-Hop. Wow, I was I was impressed even though they lost. But again, I digress. Um, I think the same thing. But Jay, just real quick. Yeah, but just real quick, they need to protect him. They do. Or he ain't that, gonna make it. That's what yeah, I said. or he ain't gonna make it through the season. Well, oh, I didn't catch that. I'm sorry. Said. Yeah, he yeah, did. I said if he had. Okay, all right. Give him an offensive line. Look out. Yeah. 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 And and I'll be glad to see that because I I watched him in college. I thought he was great in college. Plus he's. He's from Georgia anyway. Went to high school here, um, okay. so he, he, he's going to be terrific if they can keep him upright. If they can keep him upright, yeah. but like I, I said, I digress. Yeah. Let me, let me, um, well, yeah, I digress already, bro. Make my pick. Just <laughs> mad because your damn Steelers scored three points more than what you did in a damn pickup. Chef. Wow. You're right. <laughs> he's right. I, I am. I'm big mad. And. Right, oh, who you got okay. here, sir? Go with the Saints. I, I like the Rams. Ah, bro. No, I like the Rams, man. I like the you Rams. Like the Rams. Let me you know, hear this. For all, the, for, for all the talk about the, you know, the Saints being pumped up, you had a lot of people saying that the Rams didn't deserve to be in the Super Bowl, too. So I don't think that narrative flies. Um, Todd Gurley, yeah, he definitely looked a little 
something was up, but he did finish the uh, game really strong. Had a 70, 70 yard last, I think, four minutes or last eight minutes of the fourth quarter. Um, and I don't know if you guys saw Malcolm Brown, the backup. I mean, he played really well when Gurley was subbed out anyway. Uh, I think with the Saints, you know, they're pretty lucky to win that game. Um, but one thing I did notice, you know, the Rams, the Rams defense going to play against Carolina. Um, and I think that their defense is stronger than what the Saints had to offer. They're still, to me, more how, how, are, how are you saying that? How are you saying the Saints are lucky? To they should win have that won game. last night. The, the, because the the Texans called that awful prevent defense with like seven seconds left to let Breeze just hit the quick little curl up to get uh, the okay. in the game. They, well, the Texans said the game fault. I mean, I, well, but you can't. Okay, so bad play call. I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, Okay, a bad play call doesn't mean they shouldn't have won. That last, okay, so when 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 that penalty didn't get called yes, last year, yeah, but it's it doesn't it doesn't it's it's not a reasonable explanation to match your statement of they shouldn't have won. No, they should have won because they went down and won. Like they should have won because Drew Brees took them down, got them in field goal range, and the guy kicked a fifty-eight yard field goal to win the game. How can you say they shouldn't have won? <laughs> Last, okay. Think how low probability this, this, that is. You had to kick a 58 yarder to win. I mean, look. Right. The point of the matter is the, the the Saints were fortunate. I think we can all agree to that to come out with a win, given the late game heroics of Deshaun Watson at the end of it had a definitely tough task at the end. Um, but I think the biggest difference in this game is, is Mr. Aaron Donald. Um, if they get the the Saints and make Drew Brees have to throw over and over and over again, I think the Rams will get more pressure. Uh, they created a lot of havoc against Carolina, and they just played better at home. Cooper Cup is back. I think he had 10 receptions in his first game back since the ACL tear of last year. He's a big difference maker, so I like the Rams. Um, and just one other, one other, one other on the, you know, if you're stupid enough to leave Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, 35, 40 seconds down by two, then you deserve to lose. If you're that stupid. You, you you deserve to lose. Sorry, but uh, uh, that yeah. That. All right. Um. Any other games? Or are we good? Uh, train. I, I think those are good. The others we can you know, they 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 can be they can be done offline. They're not they're not major. They just they're just they're just uh you know fifty fifty picks. So that's that's why I put them on there. Okay. All right. All right. Um. Well, let's get on out of here then. Uh. Oh, I'll start where I just ended. Train, your final thoughts, comments for tonight. Oh man. Man, we go into week two. It's um there's 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 no panic button, but you know, with all the height, with all the with all the intensity built up with Chicago being uh, a a more a, a really good team because, you know, that, that same defense was coming out, you were turning a lot of players. And to lay lay egg offensively, I just I really am hoping to see a better offense against these against these Broncos. And 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 still, you can't even you you can't dare take that team for granted because they got two really good pass rushers that the Raiders were pretty good at neutralizing. So you know, uh, uh, thumbs up to them for for doing so. So hopefully we can do the same and run the freaking ball. Man, I want our rookie, rookie to be talked about. Nobody's talking about our rookie because he doesn't get the ball that much to discuss. So, outside of all that, okay. 
I know, I know, T. I'm trying to, I'm trying to keep it in that perspective. Only we won. <laughs> trying. You know, we started out three and three last season. We ended twelve and four. So, I know it's a long season. I get it. Okay. Uh, but okay. outside one. of that, <laughs> outside of that, I think one of the craziest things I saw we won, and I said it earlier in the show. I'll say it again. Um, I don't know what these secondaries are doing, but I saw so many games where I'm seeing players just simply fly by the safeties as if they never saw them coming. If we're going to have a season of that, it's going to be really crazy. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, I understand it's the passing age, but good grief. It, it was, it was just kind of, it was just kind of ridiculous. It was kind of deep ball madness uh, for the most part in, in several games, uh, which I guess makes for exciting football, horrible defenses, but somewhat an exciting game to say. So I uh, look forward to another Sunday. Um, I won't text you guys as much. I'll be at church because uh, my game doesn't start until after church. So, <laughs> All right. And he's got to run a marathon. Okay. Uh, <laughs> final, final thoughts. Yeah, just looking for the week two uh, rebound, hopefully, man, for my Steelers. And uh, I know you talked about it earlier, but these hot takes, man, they are flying more fast and furious than I can ever remember in this era. Like on Twitter, on the news networks, and the hot takes, the reactions are so ridiculous. Everyone just needs to chill out. We're only 6% through with the season, man. There's 94% left. Just relax, everybody. And, and and you don't have to be the first to have a take. You don't have to put it out there. Just just marinate a little bit and analyze what you're looking at rather than reacting. So that's for everyone out there that wants a hot take all over the damn place. You know, I remember during the basketball season, after the 76ers won, I believe they uh, they sweeped the Celtics. I think they might have swept the Celtics. And Stephen A. Smith came out and said that they were going to go to the NBA championship. And it's just an example of an overreaction, you know, and, and this is what these guys that get paid all this money on TV and on radio and on the Internet do is they give a little small, tiny sample size, and they make these big proclamations. And and these guys will all change their minds every week. Every week, their minds will get changed. I mean, the only thing that probably won't change is, uh, God bless anyone who's got to play the Patriots, if A.B. actually plays for them. God bless anybody that's got to go up against Patriots. That's pretty common. But other than that, it is, it is, <laughs> it's, just, it's, a, it, it's ridiculous to me that – that they all do it. It's just ridiculous. And no one holds them accountable. They just get away with it. It's just ridiculous. But anyway, I'm sorry. I was just it's a pet peeve of mine. But uh, JB, ball's in your court. Final thoughts. Thoughts are you know, for several years, I mean, we're talking decades, uh, black quarterbacks were really unheralded, didn't have a lot of recognition, uh, weren't looked upon as leaders of football teams. And to fast forward to week one, and I can't recall a week where two black quarterbacks were perfect with a 158.3 quarterback rating. That's Lamar Jackson and Dak Prescott. So position for, for black quarterbacks, it's come a long way. It's nice to see. It's nice to know that a lot of the uh, critics out there just looking at the quarterback position for what it is, the quarterback position, regardless of, of the race of the, uh, of the person that's under center. 
So it was nice to see both of those players with um, with perfect ratings this week. Uh, looking forward to week two. I think it's going to be great. We're probably going to have the pendulum swing to the other side. Losses that shouldn't have happened all, they're not going anywhere, or wins that shouldn't have happened. It's just going to be a whole bunch of nonsense because we're so early in the season. But still looking forward to it. Uh, I'm expecting a lot of great games and a lot of uh, stunning performances, so it should be good. Yeah, Jay, excellent point. I had actually thought about that. I didn't I didn't say it, but I it actually had crossed my mind as to how far we've come with the black quarterback and it wasn't all that long ago that Rush Limbaugh was um on ESPN um talking about Donovan McNabb and and, you know, how the black quarterback pretty much what he said was isn't smart enough to um, you know, be at, at a top level. Um quarterback they're just we're just not smart enough we're athletic but not smart enough that's pretty much what he said I'm paraphrasing and man have things changed where you know we've got black quarterbacks um doing very well um in the NFL so um it's good to good to see um I don't have much to add to everything anybody just said I I, I guess uh it's Redskin week um I, I you know there are diehard Cowboy fans that are worried about this game got to go to Washington um, the Redskins did look good for about a quarter and a half and showed some sign of life. Um, we, we really had no fear of Kirk Cousins. I don't know that Kirk Cousins, I, I think he may have won one game and six starts against Dallas. So, you know, just just one of those guys you know you can beat. Um, Case Keenum, we don't know. We'll see. So, um, I just – I, I want to see – I keep saying Super Bowl effort. Maybe that's a bit much to ask for, but I want to see that level of consistency. You know, I don't want to have a letdown week. I don't want. I don't. I don't want to come here next week, and and it be like, oh, you know, <laughs> one and one, and man, I don't know what happened to Dallas, and I got to sit up here and make excuses, and well, it was just a bad week, and you know, well, it is a division rival. We did play them away. I don't want. I don't want to have that conversation next week. I don't want to have that conversation next week. I don't want to come on here and have to hear me and JB sitting up here stemming and stuttering and, well, it is a division rival. It is NFC East. Anything could happen. It's still early in the season. You know, ah, we got Miami the next week, so, we, you know, we'll be 2-1. No, hell no, I don't want to hear any of that. I want Dallas to continue to do what, what you just did. Do what you just did. Okay? That's it. That's all. Just do what you just did. Just keep that level of intensity up. Keep that level of play up, 60 minutes. Go in there and beat a team that you should beat. Just That's all I want to see. And then I can come in here and I can say, how about them Cowboys again? Because that's what I want to do. All right. So on that note, um, I guess that's it. Uh, gentlemen, thank you much. Appreciate uh, uh, a great show. And uh, I wish all your teams good luck. Since you're not playing the Cowboys, I can wish you good luck. And, uh, <laughs> hey. We'll be back here. We'll be back here next Tuesday night. We'll do it all over again. And um, as I always say, every week, it's the same thing. We're going to see who wins and who loses because, especially with the Saints and the Rams, all feuds are settled on the field. Good night, everybody. We'll see you next week. (laughs) 